0: Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative.
1: We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is is (laughs) Friendshipping! That was so hard! (laughs) 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 And the theme this week is... You're not ready to be friends. No,
0: friends with absolutely no benefits whatsoever. No,
1: no, 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 no. Friendship
0: between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View
1: friendship at the problem. Trin, how's the Big Apple? Oh, it's large. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking a bite out of the Big Apple.
0: I'm in New York right now for work, and Jen is in our regular studio, and we both are using setups we don't normally use. So if there are tech issues in this episode, you know what? Just be grateful you got an episode this
1: week. Yeah. If it sounds great, it's because of us. If it sounds bad, it's not our fault.
0: It's not. We didn't do anything wrong, and we never, we've never done anything wrong. Uh, so Jen, I was traveling, and I went to PAX Unplugged. Oh, yeah. How was that? Philly, was right? Good.
1: Philly. Yes.
0: It's a Philadelphia uh, tabletop games expo, and a bunch of, like, really nice friendshiping uh, uh, people came up to me to say hello, and I'm passing along their hellos to you. Hello, oh, Jen. my God. It was really Fans. sweet. Friends of and, the pod. And then I dropped my phone into a PAX toilet.
1: That's worse than a regular toilet. You know that. It's I know much that. much worse. The world knows it's that. much worse th- that's than, than a regular gamer, toilet. Th- that's a gamer toilet.
0: It's a gamer crime. Uh, <laughs> it was it was really bad. And, you know, when you drop your phone into a public toilet, there's like really not a whole lot you can do. Because what are you going to do? Like wash it in the sink? Like that's even worse. Like putting in it under in more water. Is right. Definitely... Like you don't
1: have rice on you, which is like what you're supposed to do if your phone gets wet, dunk it in rice.
0: Right. So I just kind of put my hand in the toilet, pulled out my phone, stared at it for a few seconds. Also, I should mention that the reason why my phone fell in the toilet is because I put it on the toilet paper dispenser, which fell off of the wall and then knocked my phone into the toilet. Oh,
1: my God. This is in no way your fault then.
0: Oh, thank you. There was just a lot happening. (laughs) It's just a lot going on. So I took my case off and I was like, well, this I can wash in the sink. So I washed in the sink with soap. Then I got a bunch of paper towels and like I tried to wash it with soap and water without putting it in soap and water. And then I brought it back to the booth and I dunked everything in hand sanitizer. And I am not sick yet. So I'm assuming that it worked.
1: Oh, wow, man. Phones carry so many germs. You probably just gave it a much needed bath.
0: Oh, you know what, Jen? I'm going to think about it that way.
1: that this was really a happy accident. (laughs) And the fact that we're using our phones to communicate right now means that it's working.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Jen and I have just this like extremely duct taped together setup. We're talking to one another on video FaceTime. I'm recording on my little roving podcaster that I use for events. Jen has some USB mic and
1: it's fine. I'm using using tin cans that connect via (laughs) twine.
0: (laughs) Another thing that I'd like to update you on, Jen. Please. So as I've been in New York, I've had to go to an office every day for work because I'm working in the Kickstarter office and I have put on real clothes every single day, like an actual outfit every day.
1: Oh, because you usually work from home full time.
0: Yes. And I so when, when I work from home, what I do is I sleep in pajamas and then I wake up and I put on day jammers, Oh, yeah. Fresh
1: th- jammies. Yep. I totally do the same thing when I work from home.
0: Absolutely. And then, you know, if I'm feeling fancy or whatever, like maybe I'll put on a real pair of pants in the evening to like go to the grocery store. Who knows? But I've been wearing real clothes every single day for almost nine days in a row now. Oh my god. And you've been getting to an office in the morning. That's impressive, Trin. Jen, I've never one, I've never felt so much like a real human being, first of all. Two, I've never felt hotter. Oh, hell yeah. Because, New York looks like, com- good on you. Thank you. Because, like, comfy clothes, like, their main benefit is their comfort. They're not doing any favors to this ass, <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> right, right, right. It's the main problem, right? you got to find the perfect intersection of comfort and the hotness.
0: Right, right, right. Because, like, you know, sometimes I'll do my nails just because, like, you know, you can see your hands all the time. So when your nails are done, you're like, oh, oh, look at me go. Oh, I feel nice.
1: It's funny you say that. I was just thinking this week I should get a manicure. Could use a little little boost, you know?
0: Yeah, you should get a manicure. Jen, I come home tomorrow. If you want to do joint manicure sometime this weekend, please let me know. Oh, I would love that. I also understand if this is a pressing need that you must take care of before I come back, and in which case, get your nails done, and then I'll get my nails done, and we'll just Oh, pretend. and then it's like,
1: <laughs> then we could <can> FaceTime. <laughs> Look right. at our hands.
0: We'll, we'll FaceTime <laughs> during one another's manicures. The manicurists would be very angry at us. Jen, how has your life been since I've been gone?
1: Oh, it's been, you know, okay. I've uh, been watching a lot of movies, staying indoors. I've been going to the gym a couple times in the evening, which makes me feel like a rock star because it's been very cold here. But the thing that I look forward to most is my bath after the gym. Sometimes I even skip the gym and just go straight to the bath. That's how much I enjoy the bath. Jen, oh my gosh,
0: our lives are very similar. Because since I've been in New York and there's like a gym attached to the hotel, I've been going to the gym. Oh, nice. And I went to a bodega, a bodega, a bodega, however you say it. I went to one and I got... (laughs) And I got Epsom salts and I did an Epsom salt bath and went immediately to bed. And, you know, this is very much what a, like a grandfather would do, but it makes me feel good and healthy. Oh, this is yeah. so great. This is so different than how we've been feeling.
1: We had like a really depressed episode like maybe two weeks ago. I know. It was like, I listened to it again and I was like, you can tell we're faking it pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I can tell, I can feel the energy it took to get me into even... That room to do just this show yeah. Uh, but yeah things are things are turning around
0: yeah not very much sunlight we're getting less and less sunlight every day the first day of winter is i believe december 21st so look that is forward to so that.
1: that's such bullshit for how winter works in chicago it's been winter since it's been winter for like eight weeks now
0: since halloween since yeah, the polar vortex it's exactly been yeah. And it's it's the same in New York. It's, it's definitely like winter already. It was below freezing this morning. It's fine. We're fine. We're doing great. I'm going to the holiday, Kickstarter holiday party tonight. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm excited because, so do you remember how we were talking about how trash New York is last week? Yeah. yeah, sure. We're sorry, everybody. And remember how I was like, uh, my friend Pat's going to be so sad. <laughs> so yeah, I'm bringing Pat as my plus one to the holiday party.
1: Oh, that's really that's an apology. Sorry, I shit all over your city.
0: It's 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 one. It's because I, I like the idea of having a buddy, you know, uh, like I, I Definitely. love I love my coworkers. I really do. And like uh, and everyone's super, super nice. But it's always good to have like somebody who's your home base, you know, at a party. And also because I'm very sorry to bat. <laughs> oh, man. Jen, I am really excited about this question because of how clearly wrong the asker is.
1: Me too. They set it up. They made it really easy for us. They're and, like, um, so
0: deeply incorrect.
1: <laughs> they're super wrong. And I think they know it. And they're super someone I would enjoy hanging out with.
0: 100%. I lo- like, I- I've like never... Both loved an asker and thought they were deeply correct, like this strongly at the
1: same time. Yeah, I don't think this has ever happened for us in Friendshiping. Yeah, this should be good. I feel like we're going to, I feel like we're taking this person out to maybe out for a beer, out for tea, and we're sitting them down and being like, look, no, 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 no. We're like queer eyeing them. Like, here's why you can't do that.
0: Like, I've never asked anybody to take it down a notch, but it's just like for your health and safety, I think maybe, <laughs> maybe one notch needs to
1: be taken down. Just like, just like you're at an 11 and we just need you at a 10 and a half.
0: Right, right, right. 10 and a half is great. Jen, is it your turn to read it or is it mine?
1: Um, I can't remember. Do you want to do it? You do it.
0: I love doing it, so I will. Dear Jen and Trin, I come to you with an age old questions. How do I be friends with my ex? In September, my boyfriend of two years broke up with me. It was inevitable. Long distance just wasn't working for us. But it still felt shitty to get broken up with. I really loved him and it was my first long term relationship. He will always have a special place in my heart and I still really care about him. Red flag number one. So we decided (laughs) to be friends. It's been a little bit emotionally difficult, but what's really complicated things is that I am having a slutty gay time. Specifically, I've been seeing this really incredible queer couple who I'm crushing on so hard, and they've both made it clear that they're crushing on me too. It's been a ton of fun. That sounds amazing. Which is all great, except I now have this impulse to try and make my ex jealous, red flag number two. In retrospect of our relationship, I feel like he was very emotionally immature and he didn't know how to talk about his feelings, let alone try and figure out mine. This new couple communicates so well with each other. They are so good with boundaries and affirming each other and stating their needs. And they listen to me and make plans with me and they make me feel so seen. I feel unfairly resentful about how little effort my ex put into our relationship, red flag number three. I know it wasn't his fault. It was a lot of factors. It was long distance. He's working two jobs while in university. Listen, I want to keep being friends with him, and I want to get rid of this weird impulse to tell him all the details of this fun new relationship, red flag number four. Impulsivity is something that I struggle with as someone with ADHD, and I've made some impulsive decisions that I really regret before. I don't want to act on this impulse. Friendshipping, please help. (laughs) Sincerely, gay slut on the Canadian East Coast, they them. I love this person. I love this person. I love
1: you. (laughs) I love you. If this person ever finds himself in Chicago, we will take you. I was going to say we'll take you out, but we'll take you out to dinner, and then you can go out and have fun. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we will tell you which bars you should go to, and then we will go home to bed.
1: Exactly. So basically, this person said they want to be friends with their ex, and then they listed a multitude of reasons why they should not.
0: Like, absolutely (laughs) should not. We absolutely should not. Like, listen, we love how gay and how slutty and how, honestly, how dramatic you seem to be. But please accept that what you actually want is to instigate drama. You do not want to befriend this person. And by instigate drama, I don't even necessarily mean, like, that, that, that sounds so superfluous. It seems like what you actually want is closure, but that's not something that comes in a friendship. That's something that, be, that comes before you become friends.
1: And we don't blame you at all for all these feelings and all this anger and this resentment. Like, this is an age-old story. You are still processing this breakup. So you said you broke up in September. And it's December now, but I think we got this question in November. That is not a long time. Like you are definitely still processing this breakup and you should let yourself feel all these things. It's just we don't want you to act on them.
0: I am so happy that you finally are having a healthy relationship with this couple. But I think what's happening is that it's causing you to look back on your old relationship and feeling re-hurt by how better and how different this is. And from your question, you seem to kind of recognize this. But here's the thing. Like you have to remember that you are older than you were when you were in your old relationship. This is a completely different situation. This is not long distance. These are people who already know how to healthfully communicate their needs. You're dating a couple. They're they're better at relationships because they're already in a relationship. So like I'm I'm really really glad that you are now also in that relationship and you feel fulfilled and slutty. That's fantastic. But You can't judge your old relationship that occurred under completely different conditions than your current relationship.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I know it's so easy to do that. Like, how can you not compare them? I mean, you were just broken up with and now you're thrown into this new awesome thing. Of course you're going to compare them. But you use the words resentful, jealousy, spite. And those three things, whether you are going through a breakup or not, that is not the basis of any kind of friendship. Like, we would never tell you to pursue a friendship with someone you want to make jealous. Like, that's just unfair to all parties. Like, that's not going to go well.
0: Right. I completely agree, Jen. You didn't say what your relationship was like before you dated this person. So there are two situations where you can become friends more quickly than usual with your ex, I feel like. One is that you've been together so long that you still impact each other's lives in ways that you can't quite get away from. So like sharing a pet or sharing expenses or a car. So you're in each other's lives in a really intricate and important way that you are forced to figure this out. And that does not seem to be the case here. Like you had a close relationship, even though you were long distance, but you are not so intricately in one another's lives that you have to solve this. And the other situation where it, usually this works out faster is you had a long-standing friendship that predates and eclipses your romantic relationship. That is absolutely not the case here is what it seems like. And that's OK. You can still become friends with your ex. But what I'm saying is like you definitely don't have that speed route through right to the end of friendship. You have to do all of the work required to get there. You absolutely must if you want if you want to be friends. Here's the other thing. Do you really want to be friends? Or are you equating being friends with not actively hoping evil upon the other person?
1: Yes, that's (laughs) friendship is not the absence of evil. Okay, and, you know, here's the thing. I guess I would challenge the asker to say to answer, why do you need to be friends? Yes. Like it's, it's a cliche, as you said yourself, but it doesn't have to apply to you or the situation. There will be exes you are friends with and exes you aren't. And maybe this person is someone you'll never become close friends with. Some other people might be close friends with people they once dated, but that doesn't have to be you. I would ask, do you need to be friends with your roommate from college from 16 years ago? Do you need to still be friends with your second cousin? Like, you know you don't need this. It may be something worth exploring, but it's not a need.
0: Yeah, I think that you don't want to be friends. I think you want closure. I think that you want an apology. I think that you want to stop feeling bad. And none of those things will happen from forcing a friendship. A friendship happens after you wrap those things up.
1: Yep. I mean, you said yourself that you have some impulses to hurt this person. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, by making them jealous or or sending them details of, of how much fun you're having now, and to be clear, I think those are pretty normal human feelings. Like, oh, I don't, you're yeah. not a monster or anything. No. You're, just, you're just processing. And you're a little bitter. And I think you have a right to be because you you'd feel you deserved better. And you probably did. But like we said, you have impulses to hurt this person, which is not a good basis for friendship, not a good basis for any kind of relationship. It's OK to want to hurt your ex, but you don't actually do it.
0: Yes. Having bad feelings is normal and OK. And it sounds like you want to paint over the bad feelings with a friendship. And it's not going to work that way. Right now, is the the breakup is still fresh, and it may remain fresh in your mind for a really long time. You know, it sounds like I think that this person said that this was their first long term relationship. I remember getting out of my first long term relationship, and it was two years. And I am only right now, literally over ten years later, capable of being friends with that ex.
1: Yeah, man. You know, as in the immortal words of Cheryl Crow, the first cut is the deepest. Oh, my gosh. Jen, your Twitter friend, Cheryl Crow, is so wise. My close personal friend, Cheryl Crow, would definitely agree that the first cut is the deepest. <laughs> <laughs> so what should they do, Trin? I mean, like we just said 10 years, like so time will help. Time definitely, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe screaming into a pillow or a yes. soundproof room, writing down your thoughts. You got to let these feelings like unfold and fade rather than emboldening them by reaching out to your ex, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're processing. You are in the middle of this whole ride, right? You're in the
1: middle of the road. be all right, right? Sorry. Oh, that everyone. reminds me. Though you should definitely listen to some angry breakup songs or oh, fun yes. breakup songs and celebrate your freedom. Absolutely. Like you, I think the best way for you to uh, maybe like move speed speed these bad feelings along is to totally lean into your cool life now. And that means, you know, having fun with this couple or trying new other things or I don't know, whatever that looks like for you.
0: Yeah. I also I, I'm so happy that you found people in your life that you can be close with and, and talk with. It sounds like this couple has a very healthy thing going and they are healthfully including you into it. I would suggest talking through this with your new uh, they friends because we don't know the gender. So let's call them they friends talk with your your they friends, because here's the thing, like relationships aren't all fun feelings and cuddles and kisses and makeouts. They're also emotions and being close. And it sounds like one of the problems from your last relationship is that you didn't have enough of that. And you are getting that from this relationship. So take it, you know, you are totally allowed to receive those good, close feelings from the people that you're with. And one of those things sometimes is talking about your past. We don't recommend, you know, talking about your ex to your partner all the time. But this is very appropriate if you guys are all just talking about your feelings and and talking about your past. I mean, that is a huge part of a deep and intimate relationship.
1: Yeah, they seem like a safe space for you to talk about this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, and of course, we're going to recommend therapy. And maybe you're in therapy, maybe you're not. But Therapy is for when you are going through anything, whether it's a, you know, a a breakup like this or, you know, mental issues that are consistent. Go talk to somebody talking about it. You need to talk about it with somebody who's not your ex. Don't talk to your ex about it. Don't Don't talk talk to your your ex ex about it.
1: You're not going to get new information. I feel like maybe people don't know this, but you can totally go to therapy or find a counselor just to help you through a breakup. Yes. Like, that is a very, very important human adult thing that people need to do. Even if you're like, my life's great and I'm happy, but I'm really sad about this breakup. Go talk to someone. It might really help. Therapy isn't for everyone. We don't recommend it if it makes you, I don't know, if you can't afford it or if it's inaccessible or it just doesn't work for you. But if you are still battling these feelings, it might be worth it might be worth considering.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a consideration. I think that's a really good way to put it, Jen. And I hope that you have friends that you could talk to about this family that you can talk to about this. Really, what we're trying to say is it's time to take as much focus off of this person as you possibly can, because the the things that you need to wrap up before you can be friends with him is one, you can't still really care about him. Like, you can't still have this feeling in your heart of uh, these leftover romantic feelings of your relationship. Those have to be gone before you can be friends. You can't have impulses to try to make your ex jealous. I mean, like, we're not saying that you can't go to your high school reunion and wear a little ba- black dress and show everybody how awesome you are and get envy that way. Oh, my gosh, please do that. Please, please get your revenge by having a wonderful life. But focus on the wonderful life and not the, the revenge. because. The, as long as you feel jealous, resentful, that you want to hurt this person, you definitely cannot be friends with them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's not fair to this ex, and it's also not fair to you because that's that's going to be quite empty and full of regret. I think. Yeah. And I also, Trin, going back to what you were saying about you should talk to people about this. I totally agree. I think this is a time to spill some of these negative feelings that you were that you were telling us. Like, okay, I bet if you talk to any of your friends that went through a breakup, and you were like, hey aftermath were you mad about how little effort they seem to put into your past relationship i bet you're going to get a chorus of yes (laughs) like these feel like not uncommon reactions to me
0: i completely agree i feel i just i just really feel this person like i really feel like i understand where they're coming from here because like i you're a deep you seem to be a deeply feeling person and i am too man i am a sensitive open wound skinless human being (laughs) It's really skinless. like someone took a freaking potato peeler to my emotions and now here I am. I completely understand. But I think the first step in this, regardless of whether or not in the future you decide to become friends with your ex, the best thing right now is to make your ex completely irrelevant from your life.
1: Oh, I love the word irrelevant. They don't matter. They have, right. they have their own life too and so do you. Irrelevant, not a factor.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Like, like the moment that this ex becomes a not a source of pain, the moment that they're like, oh, we had good times. Oh, we were just kids in love back then. That's when you can do it. And like I said, man, it took me like over 10 years for me to get to that point with like a couple of my exes. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you have a negative relationship with them. You just have a non relationship with them. There are billions of people that you have a
1: non relationship with, and it's okay. You know, this person does feel emotional and sensitive, just like we are, Trin. They also seem very emotionally intelligent. Like, I think it's very, very smart and like friendshiping, like 305 class that they are recognizing I want to make my ex jealous. Like yes. most people, most people would feel that, but not be courageous enough to put it into words. And like, if that were me, I'd be like, Ah, oh, that's not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm above that. But like, no, no one's above that. Everyone has feelings, has petty feelings and spiteful feelings. Like it's part of being alive.
0: Absolutely. This person seems very in touch with like their shadow self. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like all, the part like, that,
1: that no one wants to acknowledge. Totally.
0: Absolutely. And you absolutely need to be, I think, as an adult. It's OK to have bad, shitty feelings. I don't know. I, I, I know I've said that already on this episode, but I want to say it again, because uh, if you don't recognize those bad, shitty feelings, you can't ever work through them. Like, it's just you're just going to be upset always. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. The first step is recognizing what you're feeling. And that is really hard. And some people never learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also
0: love that this person is like, I- I'm ADHD and I make impulsive choices sometimes. Great. That's the first step to not making those impulsive choices. Being impulsive can also be an excellent, really fun thing. But you got to kind of sort out like, okay, am I being fun dramatic or am I making my life more difficult for myself with these impulsive choices?
1: Right. You know who we're thinking of here? We're thinking of future you.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: We need to take care of future you. Yeah. Take care of future you. And that means not getting into a a battle with your ex. And that means, you know, not texting them late at night when you know you shouldn't, that kind of thing.
0: I would even see if maybe you can find a safe space for those late night texts. If maybe the couple that you're involved with, uh, your thruple, perhaps you can say like, Hey, my they friends, I am honestly still going through kind of a hard emotional time with my breakup. And uh, I really care about you. And I feel like you are so emotionally intelligent. Is it OK for me to talk to you about this? I, and I understand if not, because, you know, we're romantically involved now and I don't want you to feel jealous, but I feel emotionally close to you and I, I need an outlet for this. Are you available to talk when I feel bad?
1: Yeah, ask. It also could be as simple as, hey, we're going out tonight. Make sure I don't text them, OK? Make sure I don't text my ex. If yeah. I start doing that, grab my phone for me. I've done that, not even for like exes or anything. Just like I've handed my phone to my partner and been like, "I'm feeling a little texty. I don't want to get into anything <laughs> weird. Like, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to accidentally text something to my parents or something. Like, I just, I uh, just feeling a little weird tonight, and I could see it happening. Let's make sure that doesn't happen.
0: I have given my phone away when I have needed to stay off of Twitter and just been like, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many
1: good reasons to give someone else your phone.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I was at a Canadian wedding uh, a year ago uh, when Kavanaugh was being confirmed. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I was just like, I was just really just feeling fucking terrible. And I was like, you know what? I need to not watch my country drown in real time. Please take my phone away from me. I'm going to celebrate. I was at a, a beautiful Canadian gay wedding. And I just needed to, like, be in it, you know?
1: Yeah, you needed to feel the good feelings while you could. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's so many reasons to not be on your phone or computer or whatever. Like, I've been tied to mine too much lately. And I actually told my partner, I was like, you know, when we, I'm taking actual time off for the holidays this year, like, like significant amount of time. And I told my partner, I was like, I think I'm going to stop being, well, I have not have my phone with me because I'll be around people that normally would be the ones to text me. So I said, can you be the one to take pictures with your phone of like oh, our cute nieces so and when the dogs do something cute? Can I borrow your phone to take a picture as opposed to having mine on me? And we were, we were like making a plan to be less connected to the Internet.
0: Let's talk about uh, what advice we would give our they friend here if they have already made poor choices between the time they asked this question and the time that we've answered. it. Oh,
1: yeah, because that's very likely. So my first piece of advice would be like, it's OK. Forgive yourself. Yes. I know that's hard to do, but, like, you're human. Nothing, nothing is beyond repair. You're not doomed. Even if you feel like you significantly fucked up, it's going to be okay.
0: And let's say you did text a picture of all the hickeys you have to your ex. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that's really fucking hilarious. If you did do that, you've kind of burnt that bridge, I would say. And that's okay. That is okay. The bridge can still be rebuilt. But it's going to take a while, you know? We need to gather the lumber. We need to get the nails. We need to reclaim whatever we can from, like, the dustbin or whatever. If you have made this more difficult on yourself to be friends, that only shows you how not ready you were to be friends at that time.
1: Exactly. Like, you don't even start rebuilding the bridge in that case. You spend some time away from the bridge. You maybe let them start to rebuild the bridge before you start joining in to rebuild the bridge, too.
0: And do you really need a bridge there? Like, I mean honestly, is isn't
1: your life like you're fine. You're having fun. It's fine.
0: It's like a it's like a bridge to like a, a town that's a population of 20 and doesn't even have a CVS. Like do you really? <laughs> it has a it has one old Blockbuster and like a deli and that's it.
1: Like you don't do God, you need I miss to go blockbuster. there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not essential. That you build this bridge now or even ever. And you know, you know that to be true. We don't need to stick up for your ex too much in this episode because obviously we're on your side. Yeah, we really are. But they are a person too. And we do need to respect (laughs) their life, their choices, their personhood. And that means not rebuilding a bridge and continuing to torch it over and over.
0: I'm just thinking about like if I were 24 and sending hickey pictures to my ex, To me, that would be a sign and like a cry for help for myself, you know, (laughs) when you do things like that, when you act on those impulses, when you send the makeout pictures to your ex and you delay the friendship in a way that seems to me, uh, it's almost like an act of you're trying really hard to to do self-preservation, you know, you are trying desperately to get good feelings out of this bad situation. And the only good feeling that you can derive from this is your
1: ex's jealousy.
0: And that's just not a good enough feeling. It's not worth it. Like, do some drugs instead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's always our advice. Yeah, I think the feelings you'll get from making your ex jealous are fleeting. And you'll eventually regret them. Yeah, I think so, too. It's so easy for us to say that because we're not in this situation. Totally. And we don't know how, poor, how poorly your relationship went. But you did tell us it wasn't like a disaster. It, yeah. just, wasn't, it just wasn't good. Right.
0: So one thing that I do as a person with ADHD is one of my biggest struggles is because I so often have forgotten everything on my to-do list, when I'm trying to be on vacation and trying to relax, I can't let go of, oh, there's something left on my to-do list. Oh, I'm so anxious. So actually, one of the things that I do, and I swear to God, this actually helps, I will change my desktop on my phone and my computer to, you're on vacation, everything is done, you don't need to look at your journal. I will put post-it notes, I'll, I swear, I'll put it on my bathroom mirror to be like, you already cleaned the apartment, you don't have anything else to do, today is for rest, the thing you need to work on is rest. If you need to do that with, hey, I'm trying to take care of you, future self, and the way to do that is, you need to not do this, this, and this, put, put it everywhere, remind yourself.
1: Yeah, no one's going to remind you. It's going to have to be you. Like, it's going to have to, it, you're going to have to be the decider here. Speaking of rest, I read this thing, this, like, quote, and I, I think it was, like, one of those, like, boomer memes that people love to post, <laughs> but I actually think it was good. It said, like, rest is not a reward. Rest is a requirement.
0: Yes. Isn't it, that
1: so good?
0: Yes. Rest is something that, that deserves your focus and energy. And, and is something that should be put into your schedule I 100% agree, yes, Jen. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and back to the, the ADHD thing. Um, so there's many different kinds of ADHD. I'm not an expert on ADHD. I'm only an expert on my own ADHD. But maybe my personal experiences will help you. My issue with ADHD, I've combo ADHD, is I can't choose what I focus on. It's not that I lack focus. It's when I have focus, I'm stuck in it, and I can't choose to move on. So I think what it sounds like is you're having a similar problem you would choose to not focus on this X. You would choose to be focused on something else. So I think it's what you need to do is the post-it note thing is one way of doing it. Maybe writing a note on your hand to remind yourself like, like fucking memento, like, hey, stop, stop thinking, you know, <laughs> or, or have um, like a happy place or a thought or a project, start a new project to force your focus elsewhere. Because it sounds like, again, you would choose to not focus on this, but you can't.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I think you need a plan of attack for next time you get these impulsive feelings like I want to te- I want to post something on Instagram that will make them jealous or I want to text them something that will make them jealous. You need you need a, a immediate plan B. You need to do something else immediately.
0: Yeah. And, and once again, um, the ADHD thing, therapist thing, these are all things that you can go way more in depth and get way more personalized help from a therapist or any healthcare care professional. Um, and, and you deserve that care. And I hope you have access to it because I feel like all of these things together seem to me that you need a little
1: bit of rebalancing.
0: And please don't lose that crazy dramatic spark that you have. My God, how we have enjoyed your question.
1: Yeah, you seem like awesome company and like you're having a lot of fun alongside this, like this, uh, uh, this, these bitter feelings you feel. You're also enjoying life and please don't lose that.
0: Right. There are difficulties with ADHD, but there are also gifts with ADHD. Being impulsive is not wholly bad. You would be a ton of fun. Maybe you're creative or maybe you're artistic or maybe you get weird ideas sometimes. Uh, maybe you should carry around a notebook and write down your weird ideas now. Lean in to the interesting and fun parts of yourself. You can rein in those, those shitty parts that are making you want to send pictures to your ex or whatever. You can. I know you can. It's hard. You're young. You've got a lot of feelings and hormones, baby. But we know that just like Santa with his reindeer named Connor. Sorry, Jen, I loved that tweet of yours. <laughs> Jen tweeted the other day that her husband was like, Name the reindeer. And what you just shouted, Connor. Connor's
1: okay, in reindeer. my defense, in my defense, My husband was quizzing me, which he never does. It was consensual quizzing. I was like, (laughs) he's challenging me to name all the reindeer. And I was thinking like, like I got, I was like, uh, Comet, Cupid, Donner, uh, Connor.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it so much.
1: Connor, Connor the loser reindeer.
0: Just like let that impulsivity, let that fun, let that drama be the engine to your machine. You know, but you do Oh, I love that. You do get to choose what the machine outputs. You just have to really work hard at it.
1: Yeah, be kind to yourself. You seem like a very fun person. I bet you're an excellent wingman to your friends, so to speak. I remember in college I was talking with, with a friend, a couple of friends, and we were like, one mark of someone that's cool and fun is you would want to take them on a date to a wedding. Like you know, like uh, we were like we were commenting on all the men we knew when we were like, you know what, who would be the best person to take to a wedding like as a friend? And we picked one person and uh, interestingly, another person in the group ended up marrying that person because that's how <laughs> funny it was at a wedding. Um, but anyway, anyway, you're giving me vibes like you would be fun to take to a wedding you would be fun to take to Trin's holiday party that kind of thing
0: man anybody who calls themselves gay slut on the canadian east coast like you're fun you're a good writer like just become who you are yeah we're rooting for you i'm so glad you got to meet yourself also i was thinking lately about how long it took me to sort out the things that my parents wanted me to be that society wanted to meet me to be and the things that I, I actually am. And I feel like I really like actually met myself when I turned like 28. You know, did you ever have that feeling of like, I just, oh, you, I know you, you're me. Okay, yeah. I can be
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I met myself when I started meeting good friends. Yeah. Same. Oh my God, yeah, same. That, that really helped too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right.
0: You're going through a lot of changes, buddy. And that's going to be hard and that's going to be difficult. Please don't add... This unnecessary friendship on top of your list of things to do. Just put really sexy people on your list of things to do.
1: Oh, that's great advice. My mantra for the rest of 2019 is reduce stress. Don't add to it. Like, look at if you had to. If you if this is a binary, if uh, if something will reduce stress or if it will add stress, you have to pick one. Yeah. Like you have to. This would be an uh, adding stress, so don't do that.
0: Jen, I feel like. And this is the end. Would is there anything else you th- want to add? I think
1: I think we
0: I think we've reached the end here. I think
1: uh, give us an update in a couple months and let us know how great you're doing. I
0: just I want updates from everyone. I really do. Whether or not we yeah, gave especially you, this person. Yeah, especially this person because it'll probably be hilarious. Um, but just like regardless of whether or not we actually gave you good advice, we do like to hear what the hell happened.
1: Yeah, even it's like so your advice was totally irrelevant, and this is what's happening now. That's fine too. That we like so hearing good. from people. Jen, is there
0: anything else we want to say? Can we tell people that our book's coming out in December 2020, probably?
1: Oh, my God. Our book is coming out so long from now. I'm not even going to care about friendship then. Yeah.
0: Like, December 2020 sounds optimistic. You know, it sounds like, that, like the <sighs> world's really going to still be there in December. Really? Yeah. I
1: mean, are we all, are we all sure about this? That said, we've made great, great strides lately. We're working on cover art. Not us personally. We're advising on the cover art. No one would let us do an art. The,
0: that is for the best. Truly.
1: But the artist we've hired is, is absolutely amazing and the we have revisions in February and things are moving along. Things
0: are good. Is there what else? Is there anything else to talk about? Trin, come back from New York. Oh now. I will. I will as soon as I can. And the soonest I can is two PM tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Good. this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to email us a question or an update or a hello and great job doing podcasting, you can email us at FriendshipingPodcast at gmail.com. If uh, you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at DoFriendship. And we are individually at JenDangerous with two N's and Trin and Tonic, which is like a gin and tonic, but with a me inside of it. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verba for agenting. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy. And thank you for listening.
1: You're welcome for talking. Your friendship had the problem. Three, two, one. Oh, right. <laughs> Three, two, two, one. One. Clap. Ooh, I
0: don't
1: that know. Was, that wasn't at the same time, but that's I'm okay. Sh-